And this is for all my people who always run in their mouth. I got something for you. You run your mouth and I run my business, brother. I mean, and we gonna kill the kids. Let's kill the kids. Pop that money. Yeah. Hold up. Mine gotta be drawn somewhere, huh? I wait, 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 hold up. Hold up, Gene. Hold up, no matters. That ain't what they own. This what we own, baby. This what we own, baby. I try to make it next month. Yeah. This what we own, baby. Ah ah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Running through these checks till I pass out. I'm sure he give me till I pass out. I swear to God, all I do is cash out. And if you ain't up, get up on my tripods. I've been selling tests like a fake. Welcome to the Run the Mouth Mouth Podcast, where we do just that. We run our mouths. It's like everybody doing it. At the end of the day, everybody got an opinion, right? And hey, half the time it's just like, you know what, and it stink. But welcome back. This is uh, episode 51. 51 episodes of Running My Mouth Podcast. We've been at this thing for a minute. Thank y'all that's been rocking since the beginning. I don't, that rhyme, I didn't even do that on purpose. It just comes off the top. I don't do it uh, for nothing but to show love. So, first and foremost, the home is home. Shmura. Uh, uh. Bob is home. Listen, all jokes aside, all jokes aside. I'm, I'm happy, homie, home. I got a lot of partners. That and did Joseph's a lot of time, a whole bunch of football numbers. Um, my uncle, you know, my uncle is a part of the Angola Three. Uh, you can Google Herman Wallace, that's my uncle. Uh, they're like in the Guinness World Book of Records. He did him and his friends, uh, two other, uh, Mr. Wood Fox, and I forget the other's name. Uh, they did 40 plus years in solitary confinement and then go to prison. So, uh, look. I know all about jail. <laughs> I can remember going to see my uncle and then go. I never forget this. I was younger. And so my grandfather <laughs> had gave him a $20 bill. And I'm like, all right, whatever. But then so my uncle, while they was talking, my uncle started folding the money up, folding the money up. And I'm just watching him. He folding the money. And then all of a sudden, like he slipped it in some plastic and then he swallowed the money. I tripped out, went crazy. Grandpa, he just, and like my grandpa and like hit me or whatever, like be quiet. So fast forward, you know, we riding home and, um, you know, my grandpa started running it to me. He was like, you know, he swallowed that money and what he go do is he go go to the bathroom, he go uh, defecate, do number two, he go dig that money out, 
and he could do what he got to do. And I'm like, whoa, never want to go to prison a day in my life, right? So getting back to Bobby being home, I'm happy he's home. Um, he's a son. He's a father. He's a friend. You know, uh, he's a businessman. I know a lot of families depending on uh, what he brought to the table with his music and with GS9 and things of that sort. So listen, from that aspect, I'm happy he's home. But let's turn this to another aspect that I just won't think about. I could be right, I could be wrong, but at the end of the day, it's the Run of My Mouth podcast. We do just that, we run our mouths, right? What exactly are we celebrating uh, on the entertainment side? Like when you think about it, especially for minorities, it's crazy how we are entertained by everything that really has the ability to destroy us. So the food that we eat, the music we play, the, the movies we love. If you think about the messaging overall for minorities, everything that we call fun is to our detriment, right? And so when you think about Bobby, like he getting ready to come home and unless there's a drastic change, then homie about to come home and he about to do the same music that's poisoning our communities. Now again, look, y'all know I'm a rapper, been rapping all my life. And it's like, so I get it. I get the argument that, that we create for hip hop, but it's time out for it. We, we, I feel like we're at a place of critical mass at this point, you know, from uh, the police killing us to the Black Lives Matter movement to the woke movement. Like hip hop has to enter the conversation and be held accountable for what it needs to be held accountable for. Now, what do I feel like it needs to be held accountable for? I, I feel like it needs to be held accountable for the messaging. Like like I played, I played the clip from my homie No Malice. Uh, Y'all know No Malice. He's formerly Malice from the clip. Shout out to his brother Pusha T. Pharrell, the Neptunes, that whole camp, Star Trek, they did some amazing things. But my homie, no malice, you know, he decided to switch lanes and come on over to, to another side where he tell a different side of the story. And from that song, uh, he did that song with the homie Liver. And one of the things that no malice said was, if we go kill the kids, let's kill the kids. Like, Ain't no sense in playing with it. You know what I mean? Like, let, let's stop make believing. Like, let's go ahead and just murder the youth because at the end of the day, that's what we're doing. Now, why do I take it that far? Because think about it. <laughs> A commercial for just just think about marketing, period, right? So commercials, billboards, flyers, uh, social media, you know, you know, nowadays, if you talk about a certain product, Instagram, Facebook, <laughs> they go switch that algorithm and you go see all kinds of promotions for the thing that you was just on the phone talking about, right? So let's just talk about mass marketing, right? The idea for mass marketing is repetition, is to make things look appealing, to make you want it, to make you feel like you need this in your life, right? So that's what happens. You see this, you're watching TV, you're on your IG, you're on your Snap, whatever you're doing, you're TikToking, and you see, you know, the certain product, whatever it may be. And you see it a few times, or you might see it one time, and it looks appealing, 
and you jump on it. You know, you buy it. That's the same thing that this music is. It's a commercial, right? So whatever you are marketing, that is what you are selling. And nine times out of 10, people are going to buy into it. Hip hop is now the biggest selling uh, genre of music ever. Uh, one can argue that at this point, hip hop has done more for racial relations than <laughs> some of these people on my shirt right here. And for my listeners that's not watching the video, I have on a shirt with Obama, uh, Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, and they said legends at the top. So when you go to a hip hop concert, man, you see all cultures represented. You see Hispanic, you see Asian, you see black, you see white, and guess what? Certain festivals and certain concerts, you gonna see more of more white people than what you see minorities. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, we gotta stop trying to pretend that hip hop uh, does not give us a negative marketing tool to promote the very thing that destroys us. And so we we gotta put that in our minds. We gotta sit back and we gotta think the same way that we had an issue with that idiot cop kneeling on the neck of George Floyd, that gotta be the same way that we got an issue, you know, with some of this music that's promoting some of this foolishness to our children and to us. It's not just by the children. I know some grown men that's wrapped up in foolishness. You know, I said on one of my other uh, podcasts before, I watched Wayne turn my whole city into blood. You know what I mean? We had little sprinkles of Crips and stuff like that, like back in the G with G Slim and all that stuff. But that stuff was never in New Orleans. Like we always had our wards, our neighborhoods, and that's what we had. And at the end of the day, we wore bandanas to match our clothes. If you look at any cash money video, uh, you gonna see them boys wearing red bandanas, blue bandanas, yellow bandanas, white bandanas. That's what we did. It wasn't about gang banging. We wore bandanas to match our clothes. And so when Wayne transitioned into the Suwu and all that stuff, like I watched the whole city do it. And like all of a sudden, we had a city full of bloods and it wasn't no Crips. Like, New Orleans is the safest place to gangbang known to man because you don't have any enemies. You're not going to have anybody that's trying to do you anything because everybody wearing the same colors, one big gang. You know what I mean? So getting back to what I'm saying about Bobby, what are we celebrating? So for me, I'm celebrating a young man that did his crime. He stood tall. He walked it down. Came home like a man. Boom. I can celebrate that all day. But what I can't celebrate is like this thing where he getting ready to come back and do with this music. And then just even on the flip side, right on the funny side, you really got to laugh because everybody killed 6 9 for ratting. Now, that's a whole nother podcast. That's a whole nother story. You know, I don't know how you want to do that. But it's like, you know, we know the story with Takashi 6 9 Uh he told on everybody. I mean, uh, if, <laughs> if his friend was named Sam, they say Sam sung on the whole galaxy. You know what I'm saying? That's a little whack Android joke. Um, but anyway, shout out to Murder Mook. He did it first. Uh, when you when you think about it, you think about the record, you know, it's like I can just pull out names just from the first verse. You know, like we know Truy. He shouted out Truy. You know, uh, Bobby said that Monty keep it on him. 
Uh, he said, Tone known to get busy with them Glocks. He said, Jaja taught him how to flip the packs. And we all know the famous line, my homie Mitch caught a body by a week ago, week ago. So it's like, <laughs> at the end of the day, although it's a dope record, I mean, what's the difference, you know, in that? I don't know. You giving names, you kind of tell it on people. It's dope, but anyway, I digress. The point that I'm making is we got to start taking more responsibility for what we entertain. I'm not saying stop it. I believe in freedom of speech. I mean, the same way I want to be free to say whatever it is that I want to say, I want everybody to be free to say whatever it is that they want to say. So I'm not here for censorship. All I'm saying is that, hey, the same way that you have the wherewithal and the unmitigated goal to put it out there in the public, anything that hits the public, including my content, it deserves scrutiny. It's up there. It's out there for public consumption. It's out there for entertainment. It's out there for critical, for, for, for ridicule, and it's out there for critique. That's just what it is, and that's all that I'm here doing. I'm just trying to get us to look on another side of the coin to be like, what exactly are we celebrating? And while I'm on hip-hop, you know, shout-out to Jay. Let me tell you something. I never, like, growing, like, younger, like the 90s, man, uh, Tupac, that's... Tupac is my favorite rapper. Now, now let me be clear. This is how I break things down. I always say Eminem, in my opinion, is the most skilled rapper, meaning the way he put words together, the way he do things. I have never heard anybody bend syllables and bend words the way that Eminem does. Skilled, all right? For me, uh, my favorite rapper is Tupac because... Pac had a way of cutting across, coming across on the record, not only piercing your ears, but he had a way of piercing your heart. All right, so Pac is my favorite rapper. However, I will argue with anybody and say that Jay, man, Jay is the GOAT at the end of the day. You know, it's like his wordplay, his staying power, you know, uh, everything that he brought to the table, man, you can't knock it. But just tell you a funny story. Pac had me hating Jay-Z. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I and it's crazy like the way music does that. You know, since Pac hated Biggie and Jay, I hated Jay too. You know, and it's like I didn't know anything about Jay-Z. All I saw was the uh Hawaiian silky video. And I'm like, man, that's garbage, man. I'm not trying to, you know, entertain him. That's weird, man. And so one day, God bless the day of my homie Trey 8. Shout out to Trey 8. Listen, Trey 8 is uh our hometown hero from new orleans uh he one of the first people that master p did a joint venture deal with with smoke one records for whatever reason you know that side of the story doesn't get told from the no limit side but on my platforms every time it's relevant i'm gonna always bring it out you know trey eight did some phenomenal things with smoke one with no limit and uh that's my people that's my family and he trey actually taught me how to write bars so one day uh well how to count bars not how to write bars we was in the studio and we was doing a song and i just kept rapping like the rap just was going on forever and ever and ever and ever and so trey finally was like hey man what you doing like you gotta stop rapping and I'm like, what you like? What you mean? He was like, man, you only do 16 bars. And I'm like, what's that? And then he showed me how to count my bars. So shout out and rest in peace, man, to my homie Trey. Hey, but anyway, one day me and Trey was riding, 
And Trey put this record right here on. Uh-huh. And like I say, I hated Jay, right? Because I didn't know nothing about him. Mm. But when I heard this record right here, like the honesty and the approach that he made, I, I couldn't deny it. Since my day of birth, what's nothing but hurt? Play those video games, don't change Got your purse. Set of the cold core bench till I was arraigned in your skirt. Saw the pain in your face, still you maintain the smirk. All you did was motivate, don't let them hold you back. What I do, I turned around and, and I sold you crack. I was a bastard for that. <laughs> anyway, those that don't know, like, the honesty on that record, man, was just. Just nasty, right? So from there, hey, you know, I'm sorry, Pac. You know, I had to become a Jay-Z fan from volume one. And from there, hey, man, I know the boy bad. So fast forward to now, Jay has uh, transitioned himself from just being, you know, a rapper to being a businessman. And he, he said the famous line, I'm not a businessman. I'm a businessman. And that bar was so hard. Like, no, oh, the boy, the boy say, I'm the business. Like, I right, it's me. And I'm like, oh, this boy nasty. So he did he just did a deal uh with the Ace of Spades where uh he sold it for a gazillion dollars, right? Um he also just did a deal, his streaming service title, uh, where he sold uh title to uh I forget the man's name, but I know he owns Twitter. Uh, for another gazillion dollars, right? So, businessman, I mean, he moving and grooving, right? But when you start sitting back and it's like you start observing some things and you're trying to figure something out, like one day I was scrolling online and I saw like a little breakdown and I found it real interesting. Somebody was saying how, you know, he promoted uh, black love and, you know, he did a thing, you know, with Beyonce, with Becky. Was, that's funny. That's, that's funny. Say what you want to say. And with gentrification. And then from there, uh, you know, he got involved with the Brooklyn Nets. And then, you know, he sold that. Then it was standing with uh, Kaepernick. Shout out Cap. And then he going to do the deal with the NFL. And then they say that he started a streaming service to break apart from the game and from, you know, people having the monopoly over artist music and he wanted to put you know stuff for black people to control but then he turned around and he sold title to a bunch of white people right and then you know he came into the game you know on some independent stuff and things of that sort and we all know what happened with you know with Rockefeller with Dame Dash then he turned around became the president of Def Jam and then the dude was saying that now he doesn't have any promised schools like no kind of um, hall and prep academies, but the main businesses that he's promoting is alcohol and weed companies, right? Now, look, that's what was on the internet. I have my own opinions on that. Of course, look, everybody mess up. Everybody do things a certain kind of way. None of us are perfect. When you start trying to pretend that you're perfect, I would guarantee you go crash and burn and be out here looking like a daggone fool at the end of the day. Because, look, we all have fallen short of glory of God, especially me, like 1,000. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is, fam. But it's something to really look at, you know? And at the end of the day, 
you know, uh, to whom much is given, much is required, but I don't know who sets that tone, right? Uh, we take these superstars and we make them role models by default. And Ice Cube, you know, he had the famous line, I'm not a muck role model, you know? Um, and I, I kind of understand that. I feel that because it's like, you're putting pressure on me that I never asked for, right? I came in this thing to make money, take care of my family, do my thing, and just let that be my story. And I understand that aspect, but there is also an aspect where when not just Jay, but anybody at this point, when you start taking stands, you know, on things again, like police brutality and uh, racism and sexism. And when you start, you know, standing for something, uh, I believe that does put a level of responsibility in your lap. I believe that at that point, you are kind of held accountable at a certain standard. Now, what that standard is, you know, we can kind of, you know, argue back and forth, but I don't want to get wrapped up into uh, that conversation. All I'm saying is that, from my opinion, when you have the power and the celebrity that some people have, there is so much more good that can be done, you know, uh, because we see that our society is absolutely crumbling around us. We see it, you know, and we can pretend to ignore it. We can pretend like we don't know the answer, but I do feel like we know the answer. In my opinion, the answer is you start at your house. You start with yourself. You know, it's just like you're doing a grind with music, you know. You start with your friends and family. Go to your neighborhood. Go to your city. Go to your state. Go to your region. Then the world. Now, of course, with the introduction of the internet, that whole aspect has changed. Obviously, you know, you can go straight from your bedroom, record a record, and go straight to the world. You know, it ain't always been like that. But I believe that change, I think that's the way that change, you know, kind of works. So I just want to impress, you know, on everybody that's a part of my platform, like start being an influence, you know, start being a real light in this darkness because we see how dark the world is, you know, and nine times out of 10, a lot of us don't realize that your worst enemy is not the devil. Your worst enemy is the enemy within the me. Your worst enemy is that man in the mirror. That's why the great prophet, God bless the day, Michael Jackson said that. He said, now I'm looking at the man in the mirror. I'm hoping that he make a change. I'm hoping that he changes ways because that's the only thing you have power over at the end of the day. And if if we keep living our lives, you know, like we blinder than Stevie Wonder and Ray Charles all rolled into one, then nothing is going to get better. You know, at the end of the day, you may can't change the world, but you can definitely change your family. You can definitely change your environment. You know, now for me, by me being a rapper, you know, that's kind of my bias. I lean towards hip hop and, and, and I hold it accountable because I have firsthand seen the power that music has. I mean, think about it. Ask anybody to say the ABCs, and I guarantee you they're going to sing the song. They're going to go A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, P. That's what they're going to do. They are not going to go A, B, C. Nobody's going to do that. Why? Because there's something special 
about music and something special about melody. You know what I mean? And so I really wanna I really want us to really start asking the question, why do we celebrate poison? You know, why is that okay? Like I really want to encourage us to exit the echo chamber. You know, what do I mean by echo chamber? I mean like imagine you're in a room and everything you say it just bounces off the walls and come back to you. You know, a lot of us have friends like that. You have a bunch of yes people around you. I call that an echo chamber, man. You need people around you that's going to challenge you. You need people around you that's going to say like, nah, I don't do that. Oh, man, nah, I don't, I don't do that, sister. Like, we can do something different. You can do this. You can do that. You're wrong for that. You need to apologize for that. Yeah, you good at that. You did that good. You need that whole plethora of community in your life because if you don't have that level of community in your life man you just gonna be patting yourself on the back causing all kind of chaos all kind of destruction and you're not going to see yourself grow and that's what i'm about you know and again i don't expect anybody to be like me look the name of the podcast is literally running my mouth. I'm just here to run my mouth. If it hits your heart, it hits your heart. If it don't, it don't. It is what it is. You know what I'm saying? But for me, I want to constantly be in a uh, spirit of growth. I want to constantly challenge myself. I look forward to an opportunity to contradict myself. I shouldn't, I shouldn't at 30, I shouldn't be thinking the same way that I thought at 20. At 40, I shouldn't be thinking the same way that I thought at 30. But see, the issue is, especially in our day and time, we have an issue with people changing their minds. You know, uh, 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 we have an issue with allowing uh, Malcolm Little to become Malcolm X, like Charlamagne and God always say. You know, we have an issue with people. We we seem that we seem like we want to see the caterpillar turned into a butterfly. But in reality, when we see people start changing their minds or doing something different, you know, we accuse them of contradictions. We accuse them of being fake. But sometimes we got to grow. Sometimes something was okay on Monday and you may figure out on Friday, it's not okay. You know, I saw, you know, they call Future a drug rapper. Shout out to the homie Future. But I saw an interview where Future was saying that he don't even do drugs, you know, and it's like a lot of people, you know, was mad at him, uh, including me. Well, I'm not going to say I was mad, but because I understand the hypocrisy that comes with hip hop, I get it. You know what I'm saying? But it's just ironic that you will make this music to promote and push the drug culture, but you don't partake in drugs anymore as, you know, according to you. That's a messed up thing. It's a messed up thing for Jeezy to tell us to trap or die and he sent his kid to prep school. You know what I'm saying? And again, I'm not talking about the aspect of music when people are telling stories. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the aspect of music when cats talking about they doing that stuff right now. Like, I'm real with it. When I leave the studio, I'm going bust somebody's head. I got keys of dope in my car right now. Like, it's that messaging that I got a problem with, man. And I feel like we've done it long enough. Uh, we, I think at this point, we realize it's not just entertainment. People are really living this stuff. Now, again, it ain't no rapper job to raise you 
or raise your children, the people that are for entertainment. So if you pull up that music, if you turn on that song, then hey, whatever you get, you get because you knew what you was doing. So again, I'm not putting that all on the artist because that wouldn't be fair. At the end of the day, you got to take responsibility for yourself. You got to take responsibility for your children. You know what I mean? But again, I just want to ask the question, why are we okay with celebrating poison? That's all I'm saying. Uh, also still dealing with hip hop. Man, I kind of, I don't know, this might be a little controversial, but Meek, Meek Mill got into some hot water with a line uh, that he said about Kobe. Let me pull it up real quick because I want to quote it the right way. Uh, Meek Mill. Let's see. Let's see exactly what the quote is. Uh, I'm pulling up the quote. Y'all bear with me, bear with me, bear with me. It's on the top of the dome. What is the bar? Where's the bar? Where's the bar? Where's the bar? Uh, everybody talking, everybody talking, everybody talking. Anyway, I can't find a bar, but um, Meek, he said some, he said a real disrespectful line about Kobe in a bar. Nah, I don't know. You know, hip hop, uh, okay, here we go, I found it. It says, uh, the line was, don't worry, this be, I'm, um, Always tell me that she loved me, but she ain't never showed me. Yeah, if I ever lack, I'm going not with my chopper. It'd be another Kobe. Now, I get it. You know, from Vanessa Bryant's point of view and, you know, many others, man, that's so disrespectful. But hip-hop has a very lengthy list of disrespectful lines and bars. So when I heard that bar, I was like, ooh. Kind of nasty, still kind of early to say stuff like that, but you know, it's hip hop, it's that wordplay. But I definitely understand why Vanessa would take, uh, you know, offense to it. I mean, I would if that was my family member and you was using my family member in the bar, just like the dude, um, uh, Puka Oak Oak, forget homie name, sorry, God bless today, but the dude from Chicago that got killed, you know. And his mama was on the record, you know, not on the record, his mama did a video where she was asking King Vine them and, you know, saying, God bless the day for him too. But it was his circle. She was saying like, man, stop saying my son's name, like my son did, you know, let him rest in peace or whatever. Um, and now, you know, again, going back to Takashi, everybody's mad at Takashi for constantly, you know, making fun of King Vine being dead, but everybody was okay with King Vine making fun of somebody dying. But that's just that natural hypocrisy, you know, and that bias that runs in all of us, especially in the hip-hop community. It's, it just seems like it's an okay thing. You know, if you're a fan of that person, you're really not going to have an issue with anything that they're doing. But at the end of the day, I really want that question to stick in your head. Why do we celebrate poison? Why do we celebrate it? Why is it okay? Why don't we stand up and say, you know what? That's going too far. We can do something better than that. You know, we can be better. Now, again, I can't fully tell you what that looks like. Of course, I'm biased. I'm a Christian. So at the end of the day, from my opinion, 
I'm always telling you that Jesus is the answer. But I understand that that may not be, you know, where you at. I wish that's where you was at. If you want to ask me some questions, say holla at me. You know, I run it with you. Follow me on Instagram, add the real gifted. Hit me on Twitter, add the real gifted or whatever. But I understand that's not going to be the answer that everybody want to hear. So that's why I'm not appealing to you from a, a, a theological, uh, 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 you know, uh, that, that I'm not speaking Christianese to you. I'm just talking to you, you know, just face to face. Well, ear to ear, you get the point. I digress. That's, it doesn't matter how I'm talking to you. You get what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to have a real conversation saying that if we really want to see change, we really want to see some things get better in our world, then we got to start taking some responsibility for what we doing, for what we entertain, how we entertaining it. You know what I mean? We got to stop being uh, entertained by darkness and we got to stop celebrating poison. You know what I mean? So, and it starts, it starts with us. Is it an easy thing to do? No, because we all like to have fun. We all like to get loose. But at the end of the day, you know, sometimes we got to count the cost and see, you know, see how we rock and see what we're doing, see what we can do better. Because that's what life is about. Life is about growth. You know what I mean? So, man, look, at the end of the day, all we can do is live. I don't have all the answers. You know, again, I'm going to slide this tidbit in. I know a man named Jesus that I believe does have the answers. I think the Bible is a beautiful book. Pick it up. You might, you know, you might agree or you might disagree. Tomato, tomato is your life. Everybody got a choice. It's a beautiful thing about being alive. We all got choices. But we all see what's going on in our world. You know, and uh, we got to figure out what we want to do, how we want to do it, when we want to do it, where we want to do it, you know. Um, and when you sit back and you start counting these costs, I feel like you'll start to realize, yeah, we got to do better, especially for our children. Because if I'm walking down the street, and if I see a kid about to get hit by a car, I'm going to react. It doesn't matter if I know the kid. I'm going to react. So we have to get out of this mindset, you know, like we don't care about community anymore. You know, my child is just as important as your child. So the same way that I'm not going to do nothing to poison my kid, then I need to make sure that I'm putting in place things where I don't poison your kid. That's all I'm saying, you know. But, you know, life is going to come with these roller coaster things, these twists and these turns. Prime example, y'all know, but well, some of y'all don't know. Obviously, I'm from New Orleans, born and raised, but now I'm in Houston. Hurricane Katrina sent me here. You know, we just went through a snowstorm, ice storm, man, whatever you want to call it, man, that mess was crazy. One of those twists and turns of life. You know, we had people, you know, dying because they were freezing because somebody in power decided that they had to cut off people power, you know, to conserve energy. Now, look, I'm not part of the Corps of Engineers. I'm not the sharpest pencil in the box. I don't know nothing about power grids, none of that. All I know is them people don't accept uh, my money and rolling payments. I can't tell them people, look, I'm going to pay you this time, but I ain't going to pay you this time, you know, because I'm going to roll my payments somewhere else. It ain't going to work. So I kind of feel a type of way by you doing that with my power. But you had people dying, man, because they were sleeping in their cars, getting carbon monoxide poison. They're bringing in barbecue grills, you know, into the house, 
trying to keep warm, they're dying. They're running gas stoves, letting fumes, and they're dying, man. Like, people freezing. And it's just, it's so unfortunate, man. And it all boils down to choice. Like, I don't know why is I found out that Houston or Texas, whatever it is, we're not a part of this United States power grid. Again, I don't know what the power grid is. But listening to the news, we have an independent power source, so they couldn't pump power in. I mean, it's like, who made that choice to do that? Was it a financial decision? Uh, was it the best thing for the state or for the city? I don't know, but we definitely found out that it didn't work. So now I'm hoping that somebody's going to make the choice that we don't do that again. You know, we had pipes burst. I had two pipes burst in my house, you know, messed up furniture and things of that sort. So, man, life, you going to get these twist and turns you know what i'm saying you gotta be able to bend you gotta be able to sway but no matter what you can't break you cannot allow yourself to break and yes it's hard you know what i mean your pain is your pain and stop letting people like make you feel like you don't feel pain you know like you might have a little paper cut and you might be like man this paper cut hurt you know what i'm saying you might be complaining about that mess like all day and then somebody that you with might get frustrated with you and they, and they say something like, man, look, dude, dude down the street got his whole arm cut off. And I'm like, all right, that's messed up. That homie got his arm cut off, but that don't stop my daggone finger from hurting. Obviously, I recognize that I would rather paper cut than have my arm cut off. But at the end of the day, my finger still hurt. You know what I mean? So we got to stop downplaying what people feeling and the pain that people are experiencing man and we need to start you know walking in sympathy and walking in empathy with one another so we can build our community man because that's what it's about you know human beings you know my pastor Juan Martinez from Get Rap Church homies say all the time that human beings was not designed to be alone and it's so real we was designed to operate in community. So I feel like as a community, my thing, we can do a whole lot better and we can uh, change some things for the better. You know what I mean? That's just how I'm rocking. That's what I try my best to use all of my platforms for. And I thank everybody that support everything that I do because y'all know I stay busy in these streets. You know, we just, me and my man D. Wilder, super producer, we just released... You know, my single Rockabye Baby, what we talking about rocking the head is the sleep. Because what this guy said, man, he said that, look, you rock with me, then I will make a table for you before your enemies. You know what I mean? Rock them to sleep, man. Keep doing what you're doing. And that's and that's what happens when, when you push, when you persevere, when you stay consistent. Because at the end of the day, consistency will break the back of any issue. Don't quit. Don't give up. Make adjustments, make uh, some reassessments, make some recalculations. That if you got something good that you work or something that makes sense, man, don't quit, man. Keep pushing that thing. Keep rocking, man. Make sure y'all subscribe to this podcast. Wherever you're listening to podcasts at, running my mouth, that's uh, running no G. Make sure you follow me on all social media at The Real Gifted. You know what it is, man. Look, if I say something you don't like, don't take it personal. Just running my mouth.